Welcome to the It Just Is podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley. Today, we have reached step eight. We make a list of every person we harmed and seek to repair the damage with them all. The verse six. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just, you know, I was going to read good old Bible verse and started with the number instead of uh, the book of the Bible. The Bible verse for step eight is Luke 6, 31 through 34. Here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a pat on the back? Run-of-the-mill sinners can pull that off. If you only help those who help you, do you expect some kind of medal? Garden variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of pawnbrokers does that. Here's the promise of step eight. Self-seeking will slip away. And don't forget to head on over to smalleyinstitute.com where daily coaching, look, it's waiting for you. It's right there. All you got to do is become a Stay Classy podcast member, or you can upgrade that experience to a VIP membership where every single day when I am recording this podcast, you get to join with me. I want to look. Oh, one, two, three, four. We got four members right now listening live to this podcast being recorded. And then afterwards, when I'm done with the podcast portion, of my daily morning routine, we have live open Q&A where you can bring up whatever you need to, personal, unpersonal, appropriate, inappropriate. So head on over to smalleyinstitute.com, become a Stay Classy podcast member today. A pearl of wisdom for the day, be part of the solution, not the problem. Be part of the solution, not the problem. So here's really just the general summary of step eight, because it's important to understand that apologizing and making amends are not the same thing. An apology involves admitting to an error or discourtesy and expressing regret, right? It's like when you bump into somebody in public, you're like, oh, sorry about that, buddy. You know, that's embarrassing. Wish that didn't happen. On the other hand, making amends involves providing reparation or compensation for any damage, loss, or injury caused to someone. If we accidentally step on someone's toes, we can simply apologize. However, if we cause harm to someone in any manner, probably a good idea for us to make amends. This means we must take responsibility for our actions, and work towards fixing the damage that we caused. There's a few things you need to surrender if step, if, if step, wow, if Stephanopoulos, if step eight is going to be productive, okay? You've got to let go and surrender any fear of telling the truth. You've got to let go and surrender my need to point out their part 
Some of you, pay attention. And then thirdly, we need to let go any fear of the outcome. So first, don't fear owning your part when making amends. The damage is that, you know, it, it's, I mean, it is kind of funny when people get hung up on this. It's like, you're. it's not like you're generally acknowledging or trying to make amends over a secret, but they're, I mean, they're very aware of how you've hurt them in the past and how you've damaged them. The damage is already a reality for those we hurt. Honesty is important in all the steps, obviously. You might fear being rejected or losing the relationship, but do not fear. God created us to be in relationships. The human heart, I'm telling you, the human heart is more pliable and resilient than we realize. Many times I've personally watched an individual hear terrible news from their spouse or child and yet still react with kindness, compassion, and forgiveness. Secondly, the last thing on earth that you want to be when trying to make amends is be defensive or try to explain why you did what you did. Defensiveness and explaining will only make matters worse. Now is the time to take full responsibility for your actions and release the other person from theirs. This step, in eight, we're, we're simply we're trying to identify who and what do we, make, do we make amends to. But in identifying who or what, it's important they understand this isn't about them. This is about you. It's not about others. Thirdly, release any outcome desired by making amends. So, boy, people can get hung up on this. It's like, I'm going to go make amends. I'm living this new life. I'm experiencing all this freedom and change. And this, this is going to make it all better. My wife will take me back. My husband will love me again. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's all getting hung up on outcome. We want to remember it's more important to do what's right regardless of outcome. We can't get, we can't be getting rid of signature sin so that it makes my life better so that my spouse, you know, forgives me and takes me back. And because if, if we're, if we're basing any healing we're experiencing from our own signature sins on what other people do, we're screwed. We're going to fail because they might not be able to take us back. They may not be able to love us again or it may not be a great outcome with another person. And if the whole reason we're doing it is for this outcome and that outcome doesn't happen, we're probably going to crash and burn. The point of amends is not to reconcile with another person, but to own the damage caused by our signature sin. Reconciliation is obviously it's possible and making amends absolutely creates an environment where reconciliation can occur. But in other words, if you desire to reconcile with someone, making amends definitely doesn't hurt the process. It just, it cannot be the sole reason. Because look, you can't control whether or not reconciliation happens. 
because they have something to say about it. Step eight is about looking backward and discovering where we messed up. Now, step nine, which is coming up tomorrow's show, step nine is when we make an effort to repair the damage caused by our signature sin. But right now, for step eight, we need to be honest and open to discovering our part. And this is, here's a very important reminder. Whatever you do here in step eight, and, and by the way, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com. You can purchase the Rise Step Study. You'll get access to all the little things and inventories and PDFs you can download as you're working through each of the steps. And step eight has some great inventories that help you identify who, what, where, when, how with your, with the ways that you, with the people that you need to start making your list of those who you're going to make amends to. But don't end this step in step eight. Do not minimize your faults or failures surrounding your signature sin. Even though others sinned against you, that is not the point of step eight. Avoid judging others for their sin and stay laser focused on your own junk. Creating a list of those we harmed is not only about cleaning up the wreckage of our past with others, we are continuing the work started in step three to be useful to God and others through consistent freedom from our signature sins. Steps eight and nine are not simply about getting back in harmony with those we injured. It is about our willingness to lay the foundations of repairing a relationship, but trusting God for the results of our work. Leave the results of our work to God. Loving God, others, and ourselves is the bedrock of this step. Remember, this, this step is only about making the inventory. As I mentioned earlier, making amends is step nine. Right now, our focus is on discovering who and what we need to make amends. Some of the myths about step eight, you know, it was my sin. I didn't really harm anyone else. It was just really harming myself, especially you're going to hear that commonly with the alcoholic. Right? I mean, hey, I lost my job. I it's it's about me. It's not really about. No, it's important to recognize that your own your own actions have consequences, even if they seem relatively harmless. This reminds me when you know I started this step life back in. 2022, it's been like 18, just over 18 months for me in my sobriety from alcohol. And I was going to save this for step nine, but I might as well talk about it here because it, it just popped into my head. You know, I was pretty quick to get to step nine. And we're talking about step eight today. I recognize that. But I can remember, you know, because this myth that, you know, what when I was drinking, I stayed drunk for about two and a half years of my life in reaction, in very immature, evil, toxic, unhealthy reaction to my marriage just blowing up. 
it started that started in 2019 and during our first separation i just thought well this is too much to handle and i can vividly remember just going all right lord i'm just gonna stay drunk until this thing gets resolved because i was miserable and my one of my grossest signature sins is escaping pain i don't want to deal with pain i don't want to feel miserable i don't want the negative emotions and so you know now i'm i've had this huge wake up call in april 2022 finally and i'm calling my kids already as i'm kind of flying through the steps through through my work at aa and I can vividly remember thinking my daughter when I called her thinking, yeah, I can't even think, literally couldn't think of anything massive that I had done that either I hadn't already owned or hadn't already sought to repair. And so when I called her, I just was like, hey, listen, I'm doing my step nine and I'm so sorry, but I'm not, you know, I can't think of anything specific that I've done that I really hurt you when I was drinking and when I was out of control and stayed drunk for two and a half years. But, and this is what's, this is why humility is so important. Because I didn't, I, I wasn't being dismissive. I, I, you know, again, I tend to be highly inappropriate and silly and goofy and sarcastic and weird. And so I didn't want to make it that by any stretch of the imagination. And so I just said, look, I am so sorry. I cannot think. And maybe it's just because I'm a total knucklehead. But is there anything as you think about that I need to own and make amends and repair with you. And she got real quiet. So, of course, instantly I knew. Uh-oh. And she goes, you remember, it was probably sometime in 2020. You remember when I asked you, hey, do you have a problem? And you said, no, don't worry about it. She goes, I'm, I'm realizing, I know now that was, seemed like that was a lie. And she started weeping. And I knew, oh my gosh, how could I not think about that? But look, listen, during this process, there will be some things that you're ignorant to, which is why you want to be humble, which is why you want to ask people, which is why you want to give them a safe place to be able to respond to to an authentic question of, hey, is there anything that I need to make right? Is there anything I need to repair? And had I gotten defensive right there with her going, oh, come on, seriously, you're going to hold that one against me, blah, blah, blah. Done. Relationship significantly damaged. And I just let her cry. And I just said, Reagan, you're right. You, I remember you asked me and I blew you off. And I hid and I lied about what I, how much I was really drinking. Because I knew, I knew almost instantly I'm drinking too much at minimum I didn't know I'd become an alcoholic but I knew you're drinking too much this is not healthy like that wasn't hard and I played it off I blew it off when she asked me that I think it was in 2020 but the point is 
there will be things here in step eight that you need to write down that you can blatantly remember. There are, you're going to be praying the same prayers you did in step four for step eight. Lord, help me out here. Are there any names I'm forgetting about? Are there any offenses that I'm forgetting about with the names I have already written down? You need the Holy Spirit's help with you in step eight. And then you've got to stay humble. And I promise you with the people that are really significant in your life that you really want to have a relationship with, you want to stay humble. And you want to keep in mind that I could be glaringly missing and, and misremembering or forgetting something. And no, just be prepared that there, there's going to be something that you start to you know, try to make amends for that someone becomes very angry again. And they're hurt and all that pain and suffering you caused them starts welling back up again in their heart. And they might start going on to the attack. Take the, take the attack. Just take it and go, I know, I hear you, you're right, I did. And it is ridiculous that, that I did that. Whatever it is that, that wells up inside of them, the more validating, the more accepting, the more you're able to take their shots on the chin gracefully and kindly. And then whatever you do, you cannot get defensive. The moment you become defensive, it's done and you've destroyed it. You've dropped a nuclear bomb. I mean, because maybe the damage caused by your actions wasn't very significant or noticeable, but it it's important to avoid purposefully forgetting about your mistakes. When we honestly acknowledge our mistakes, we can work towards healing and growth. Remember, these 12 steps only bring about positive change if, if you remain honest and open to facing the pain that may come with it. That's where steps eight and nine, baby, come super real there. Facing the pain, there are consequences to your biggest signature sins. And you, you're going to have to be able to accept that. And it, guess what? It's okay because whatever the consequences are from your dumb butt decisions in life, God's still going to be with you. He's still going to use them. You cannot run too far away from God. You can't escape his mercy and his forgiveness, period, end of story. And step eight is, it's really, it's about acknowledging the harm we've caused others. As a noun, harm is described as physical, mental, or emotional injury to a person. So when we harm someone, when it's, these are definitions of harm as a noun. Harm can be an act or state of immorality or injustice, physical damage caused to something, an unfortunate condition or event, cruel or harmful treatment or abuse. I have nine more of these nouns of harm and what it is, because when you say harm, this is no slight problem. When we harm an individual, it is meaningful and significant. And it's my responsibility to own it and to make amends. As a verb, 
Harm doesn't get any better. To hurt or injure someone physically, mentally, or emotionally, to physically attack someone or something, to cause, to cause damage to, to decrease the value, character, or quality of, to treat someone or something badly or unkindly, and in the study have five more ways that harm is used as a verb. But here's why. Here's why I have such exhaustive lists. They are not meant to berate you or to heap judgment or condemnation upon your head. It is meant to highlight the seriousness of harm. We must not exaggerate our defects or theirs. A quiet, objective view is our aim. So I'm not even trying to exaggerate it, but you do need to take it seriously. In step eight, this is the beginning of the end of our isolation from others and God. This is amazing. When you start going through your inventories with step eight, here's what they consist of. Who you harmed, how they were harmed by your behaviors. Number one, there's several columns. Those you harmed you are willing to make direct amends to because look, there's going to be some people in your life that you harmed, but obviously they equally, if not more harmed you back and you may not be ready to do that yet. So you'll make a list. Okay. Of these people that I'm listing and writing down, who am I willing to make a direct amends to? And then those you harmed, you are not willing to make direct amends to yet. And I've, there's a whole process that you'll get to go to on that list because there's people on that list you really do need to leave alone. So they're sometimes, right, there's the, we you in step nine, which is the next show's podcast theme, you'll, you know, look, I, I want to make amends with everyone as long as I'm not going to, cause further harm or damage. So, I mean, some of these people on your are not willing or because that's the right move. You, you need to leave them alone. But then there's some that you're just flat out not ready, but we'll have a tire way of how to deal with that. And remember, I've encouraged you throughout our time going through these 12 steps. Hopefully you have a mentor. You have somebody that you're talking with because you want to discuss this inventory with your mentor. You can also consider writing a prayer to God, asking him for the willingness and courage to make amends in step nine. If as you're going through step eight, if step nine is starting to feel super duper overwhelming and terrifying, all right, write it down and surrender that, hand that over to God. If you are a fan of, of what's been happening in this podcast, and if you want to take your personal growth to the next level, just head on over to smalleyinstitute.com. You can become a member, you can support the show, and you get live daily coaching with me. All of this is explained in further detail at smalleyinstitute.com. Will God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference? 
your will, not ours, be done. And remember, keep listening because it works if you work it.